We did, uh, did, did, did click record. And... mellow song i didn't want to crank it up and yeah blow what up elevator speakers. did you get that from well i i don't know it's 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 a it's a nice like background music i don't know if that should be an intro song to a show no, but no, here we not. are here we are josh this is the hidden oaks overdose football fix podcast um i am garlic johnson you are joshua mitchell josh you want to say hi to the folks not today no all right the folks don't deserve it today we have an email address, hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com, facebook.com slash hoodpod. Segment start times are in the description below. Levi Oki, thank you so much. Levi Oki illustration on Instagram if you want a shot at some of that beautiful, beautiful art that you can all currently see. Josh, how you doing today? Doing good. Chit chat. <laughs> Did you do anything with your day? Not at all. I mean, really? I'm sitting here trying to enjoy chips and guac, and you keep expecting me to talk. So pretty, pretty fucking rude of me, I'll admit. Yeah, I mean, come on, this is my house, my rules. If I want to eat when I'm podcasting, I should be able to. You know, I can't really disagree with you there. Um, at the same time, if you did nothing all day, you probably could have eaten chips and guac at any time during your day. Oh and no, you're choosing to do so right now. Six o two p.m. is my guac and chip time. Can I point out? For the folks that you have not once before today, at least this year, eaten chips and guac on the pod? Okay, do you want me to be specific? 6.02 p.m. <laughs> November 20th. That is my chip and guac time. Every year? I'm going to put down a note. If you don't eat chips and guac next November 20th at 6.02 p.m., I'm going to be upset. Okay. Um, so anyways, that was Chit Chat. Um, we didn't think we'd talk about podcasts, other podcasts, two weeks in a row, but... Walters has decided to shutter his doors as well. So now the Victoria's Secret League is unserved, and uh, that's that. I don't know. Rip, Rip Walters. I mean, we all, we, from the very beginning, we won the podcast wars, but they're dropping like flies out there, man. Yeah, we uh, we won the war, and now we're just out there decimating and or just like destroying. double tap, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's bodies on the ground. Yeah, we so, like, so Walters and his podcast, Hiroshima. Alex, your new podcast, Nagasaki. Well, I don't know. I mean, I do genuinely think that the land of 10,000 plus coons like has, has definitely has a bigger listening base than ours. So that might be somewhat sustainable or a bigger deal than us. But I mean, we're still winners, obviously. I mean, we're national. What are they? I mean, we're international. Oh yeah. We're international. We got that one guy in Latvia. Well, yeah, but I like to imagine my one guy in Latvia that listens just blaring it in his bar instead of music. Like the jukebox, <laughs> the jukebox they have is just greatest hits of the Hidden Oaks Overdose podcast. People come in from all around, easily a line of 20 out the door, waiting for that jukebox to pick season one, episode two, season one, episode nine. I don't know. Do we have nine episodes in season one? Oh, for sure. Okay. I don't pay much attention. Yeah. This yeah is so, I mean, I'm going to say we have about 400, 500 followers. We're doing pretty good. So we're essentially we're just waiting for that parade in Latvia. They're gonna oh, fly. Absolutely. They're gonna fly us over. We're gonna be national heroes. Putin will then kidnap us for taking some of his uh, some of his clout. Kidnap? No, I'm. Putin and I are homies. Oh really? You and Vladimir are good buds. Vlad, yeah. <laughs> v dog. <laughs> oh, Vladimir Putin on the podcast. That's uh, didn't think I'd get that when I got here today. But there we go. All right. Um. So that's intro. Rip Walters, we'll miss you. Uh, I thought that was about his uh, his victorious secret uh, standing. Is it poor? I I don't know. I mean, he's he's the only one in the league that is officially ruled out of the playoffs. I guess. Hey, and no. So not to turn it around on you, but you're you haven't made the playoffs yet, right? But you're you could. 
this year? Yeah, I think um, so. Actually, I got the picture here on my phone. So okay. let's just do a little bit of filler. I mean, no one else is doing a podcast about that fantasy league anymore. So we're almost like this is like a sympathy right here. This is pity, pity time. Yeah. So I don't know how accurate this is. It's on uh, the fffhub.com. FF Hub, huh? Yep. I'm assuming it means fantasy football. And at this point in time, Jack has a 0.2% chance of making it as the sixth seed. Okay. Walters has a 0.4% chance of making it as the seventh seed out of the playoffs. <laughs> okay. So he is he's he's pretty much locked in in that last place. Um, where is Josh? Josh is... I have a 94% chance of making the playoffs according to this. 94%? Josh, this is going to be your first year in the Victoria's Secret playoffs. This is my first year getting more than five wins. How, do you have six wins right now? How many wins? Absolutely. Do you- yep. No, I just, I mean, I'd like to thank everybody um, for drafting horribly and letting me win. Thank you. I'm sure they appreciate you as well. Okay. So that, that was uh, that was a lot of that. Josh, let's talk. Let's let's fly right through these hot takes. Hot takes. I got it. We all saw the abysmal showing Monday night, and I say we all, even though I did not watch a second of the game. But Philip Rivers still making babies, still chucking babies. It's the end of his contract. This was Philip Rivers last year as a Charger. He might retire. He might just go out being a Charger for life. But that man's got a fire in him. I could easily see him signing with a team like Carolina because Kyle Allen's not necessarily working out at the moment. Could go to Chicago. There's plenty of teams. Cincinnati. I wouldn't want him to go to Cincinnati. But anyways, hot take. Rivers is done as a Charger after this year. I I said that the NFL is going to have three running backs, specifically running backs, but could be wide receivers, with 19 touchdowns or more this season. Just to make it so you understand why it's a hot take, since 2012, only three players have done it. Jamal Charles in 2013, David Johnson in 2015, and Todd Gurley in 2018. And I think this season we're going to have three. So I assume Christian McCaffrey is one of the three. Uh, right now on my list, it's Christian McCaffrey, who has 14. Okay, makes sense. Aaron Jones, who has 14. Okay. And Delvin Cook, who has 11. But I think he's going to have a decent showing in the second or after their bye. Josh, the Vikings are honored to have made any list you make. So, I just I, I, as a representative of the entire Vikings organization, thank you. You're welcome. We need that. Um, so there we go. So that is a hot take. It's it's definitely an off-brand hot take, just because you don't hear about it very often. But Josh, with the hot take, three players over 19 t- or 19 TDs or more. I do like it a lot. Josh, you've been crunching away. Sounds like it's time to get in to the fan tasty zone. Josh, who is bringing us the fan tasty zone today? Uh, we've got Mission Tortilla Triangle Chips in the brown paper bag, not the plastic crunkly bag. So we're high class. And mm-hmm. then we've got what I believe to be off-brand guacamole that was brown until I stirred it. Uh, is there an origin of that guacamole? Just so you bought it like the sword you made. I it. found it at Target on the oh, floor. Perfect. Also brought to us by, uh, of course. Ooh, that was a loudin. Oktoberfest. Sam Adams. That's a bottle. It won't even make that sound. Oh, sorry. You son of you stole my and strawberry Arnold Palmer. Thank you, Arizona T. Key injuries. <clears throat> Moving on. Fan mail. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't pay enough attention to injuries this week. Okay. So I just assume everyone's a hundred percent healthy, except <laughs> apparently the San Fran 49ers have ninety-five people on injured list. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, I haven't didn't. heard any. I mean, that's just what subreddits are saying. Probably already making excuses for this week's loss. Sure. So fan mail. Josh, you put in the first three fan mails. So I feel I should let you handle the first three fan mails. Oh, boy. I will play the sounder for you, though. Yeah, might as well do that while I try to find things and words. Okay. You've got mail. That played out loud, too? It was. Why? Okay. So last week... We had some controversy on the pod. No doubt. I mean, we are we we take care of high class highbrow options. You know, we have we have some heated debate at times. Um, so heated. And and so last week, I'd like to apologize for some of the behavior I had expressed and some of the things I'd said. I do not think people are scared of my team because I still lost this week, even after the trade, <laughs> and I lost to my wife, who beats me relentlessly in fantasy, and. 
And so I apologize for that. I apologize for telling people to grow up, even though they should, because as you get older, you need to grow up physically, mentally, and emotionally. I'm growing out, maybe a little bit too much. Maybe I should grow in. But that is mostly directed at myself. So Hammer, Jamie, Vetoers, I apologize. That being said, I think there's one person who's not going to apologize for the words they say, and that is Ryan Walters. Avid listener. Had a lot to weigh in on. Avid listener. I don't know. Um, I might need to break it up into parts because it is nine pages long, it looks like. Um, but he says, Josh's trade should absolutely, completely, and 100% be left unvetoed. Reason number one. According to the podcast, it was stated more than once that Josh's trade and the way he went about his trade was 100% legal. Reason two. Everyone in the league had their chance to veto it within the 24-hour voting period and failed to do so. Whoever the commissioner is to be allowing this secondary veto vote should be slapped. Gar, do you want to come over here for a second? Nope. It is your job as commissioner to hold up the rules of your league, not cater to beep gripe about an unfair trade after it followed the proper protocol. The trade itself is terrible, and managers make awful decisions sometimes when it comes to trades. That's football. Like it or leave it. It's take it or leave it, but uh, the veto rule in itself is horrible rule to begin with. If a is a horrible rule to begin with. If a manager decides that it is in his best interest to trade away a player, let them make that decision as long as it doesn't break the league rules. Fantasy football is competitive and you play to win. There are multiple strategies that you have to master in order to completely bring home the hardware, and that means you might have to try and convince another league member to give you one of his players that makes your team better. Again, as long as you don't break any rules, all should be fair when it comes to trades. Also, who the beep doesn't check their fantasy leagues during the week if there are any league openings hit me up i would be interested in coming in and losing your league as well yours truly walterza walterza it actually has an a at the end i, I, know, I, I saw it. okay um so yeah that was one of them kyle also sent a heated text message that i'm not going to read he was just kind of on the same page as i the only reason i'm not going to read it kyle is because i'm too lazy to open it up on my phone um and so actually you know what i could probably do it just to be fair Sure. Here do you. I can. We can. Here, while Josh, while you're doing that, let's play an ad. We don't. We don't play ads too often. But when you work on your mysterious lady part and stuff, you should have the right tools too. So that's why you should use Maypax, the official tampon on NASCAR. So from Kyle to you and I. So you saw this as well. So not that my opinion has any impact on your fantasy league, but after listening to your podcast from yesterday, if a rule is made up as far as vetoing after the veto period, there is a veto that occurs. And if there's a veto that occurs, everything that wasn't undone as far as waivers and such should go to make it fair for Josh to pick up who he would have had. If I was you, Josh, I'd say beep that give me my money back for this season. And I would be extremely beep if y'all are playing for money, which I'm sure you are, because that is beep up how is it ethical as that seems to be your favorite word of the topic gar that a rule is made up to reverse things and he gets penalized for doing nothing wrong on the first place on his part seems to me like that's the most unethical way the situation could possibly be handled he's being penalized for proposing a trade that makes literally no sense hope y'all have a great day wish i would have listened live because i would have loved to ask josh to go fishing um and he would have called in to weigh on that pile of steaming beep of a situation Thank you, Kyle. And I didn't play this before Kyle started You've talking. You've got mail. So. Thank you, Kyle. And then the last one is just a combination of various messages received through Reddit as well as different leagues. I don't understand why the trade is a hot issue. I mean, it sounds like Josh needed a QB, made a trade for better to better his team. Some would argue that it was lopsided, but what trade isn't in fantasy? Let's be real. Everyone had a chance to veto during that 24-hour period. The blame should be put on all other players who had their notifications turned off rather than Josh and Nate. I don't understand why there was a second voting. I don't understand why there's another one that says, I don't understand why there's a second voting. If you want to talk about ethical, in all caps, the finger should be pointed at whoever wanted the second chance to vote and for the commissioner for letting the second vote happen. Um, It says player A, but Josh, I hope the trade goes through for you. And that I hope to tear it up this season, kicking ass and taking names. Oh, I forgot to beep it out. Can you beep it out later? Beep. Okay. Um, show the pity party committee who is boss. Much love to player two, aka Nate. I hope the season starts to look up for you, bud. And then it says, Commissioner, I cannot believe you're letting this beep happen after the trade has already been accepted. Tell your peeps to deal with it and turn their notifications on. Thank you, Reddit. Is that all you got? That's all I got. I'm sick of reading. Can I be done for the night? 
Uh, you can't be done for the night. You can be done reading things off your phone for the night. All right, I'll accept it. All right, uh, last last email. You've got mail from Brian. All it said was, first of all, love the grum. Brian, we love you as well. Um, so here's Brian acting like a father figure. Said too much bile was spewed last week. Be nice, all of you. It's literally all it says. Is he talking to us or was Bradley sick from drinking and throwing up bile? I uh, could have. I think it was Bradley sick from drinking and uh, you know I mean, they, they were hunting together. I don't think. I, I honestly don't remember it all, but I'm gonna assume Bradley didn't have a very successful hunt. Um, so yeah, he was puking at his own dissatisfaction. Thanks for writing in, Brian. We love you as always. Love you. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about during the fan tasty no. zone, Josh? No, we're good. Let's move. Let's move, Josh. We are, Oh, well, actually, I would like to say just one more thing. So for what it's worth, I know Kyle would like fair representation because it seems like he listens now, at least to that one specifically. And so in case Kyle felt like he was painted in a bad way for whatever reason, I don't think anyone would say that. But he did text me afterwards and be like, hey, I was maybe trying to poke the bear with some of that. And, uh, you know. I didn't feel great about it. I was like, Kyle, I never felt offended, but I love you. So, Kyle, just to make sure you have your fair representation. And that is that. All right, moving on, Josh. We just had one of our teams played this week, and we'll talk about them in brief. We're moving on to the Week 11 homer results. The Vikings, some fucking how, beat the Denver Broncos 27-23. Um... You know, it was a win. It, it sure didn't feel like it, especially that first half. We, it's, it felt like we played two different football games, honestly. It was so surreal. The refs, um, one note I wrote down. I mean, everyone everyone around here saw the game. Just an interesting tidbit I wrote down is I think the refs, like, technically broke a rule at the end of the first half there. So it was when they had thrown the flag saying that we had a legal formation, we were covering the center, and they said it was a whatever-yard penalty. And then... You know, we can't challenge that. That's not a penalty that's reviewable. Even within two minutes, you can't just, you know, that, that that's not reviewable. And then the ref still picked up the flag and be like, nope, there's actually no penalty. So I don't think that was supposed to happen, even though we benefited from it. So that's cool and just proves how bad the refs still are, breaking the rules that exist. So that was just an interesting tidbit that I don't think got enough um, attention. And then uh, Vikings fans, the uh, they stuck it out. I... Honestly, if I would have paid enough money to have good seats at a Viking game, I'm sure I would have stayed myself. But man, Vikings fans, you guys showed out. I would totally understand if plenty of people would have left at halftime. We were down 20 nothing to a 3-6 and team, but the fans balled out. They shouted out, and uh, I definitely think they were a big part of that victory there in the second half. So love you, Minnesota Vikings fans that were in there in the stadium. Last tidbit. So Josh, this was our first half. You tell me if this is a first half you want your team to have ever. Punt, punt 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 fumble fumble punt i think that would be just fine for the packers defense to hold a team to that <laughs> that's an abysmal ugly disgusting that is half of football well, i think the first play of the second half they came out and said it was like a nine yard te- nine yard run right From i don't cook know. I, there was a play sure. it was like a nine yard play and they're like and that or no it was a, it was that really big play but there was a uh in the entire first half the longest play was six yards i believe that and I was just like, holy shit. Because they started it with Kirk Cousins is 11 for 12 today. Which was true. Yeah, no, absolutely. But that that offensive line did not give him any time. He didn't have time. <laughs> I would assume the receivers weren't open downfield because he was just checking down a lot. It could also be that he was feeling pressure. What was He's he like, doing? Fuck that. He was checking down. Okay. Did he throw all check downs? No, he did not. He did when he threw check downs. <laughs> you got me. Um but yeah, and the fact that, that it could have the first half could have been even worse because the one of those well we had two fumbles. One of them was on the kickoff, and they were on the twenty. If Sendejo doesn't pick that off, the next player, the second play after, that's another at least three, maybe seven points were down. So, holy, Josh, I see you have some notes as well. But yeah, um, what a game! I mean, I said getting a win is all that matters, even if it was as ugly as that. Um, like you said, it was basically two different games. Cousins came out in the second half and won that game for Minnesota. Probably won't hear me say that too often just because it doesn't happen very often. Not for him, but just in general when a team comes out um, and their strategy is typically run the ball, that's going to be where you win the game is running the ball. Um, so good on him. Like you, I mean, first half, checkdowns. Second half, daggers. That's kind of what it was. Uh, the Vikes as a whole tried to lose. Tons of penalty, tons of mistakes. Um in the first half second half obviously things changed um 
I'm trying not to burp on air. <laughs> I mean, um, you can burp. I think it's worse when you hold it in because then you sound funny. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's hard to say whether or not Minnesota won that game or Denver lost that game just because of how it was a tale of two halves for both teams. Um, I mean, I would say Minnesota won it because they could have just given up. Um, but then at the same time, it's not one of those like moral victories. That team was three and six, you're 10 point favorites and you go into halftime at 20 down 20 zero. If Zimmer wasn't as red as a strawberry at halftime, I, I don't, I would be surprised. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, I don't see many people um, happy with how they played, um, even if they did get the win, especially with all the penalties and mistakes the team they made. All right. Um, any other thoughts on the Vikings-Denver game? Josh? Is the keyboard on? Team has a bunch of losers in Minnesota. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate you. Um, Packers didn't have a game. I don't know if you have any comments, though, about either guy. Yeah! Go Packers! <laughs> Okay. All right. So with that, we will move on to the other week 11 watchable moments as we call it in our show notes. Josh, what else do we see out there on Thursday? Well, probably should start with Thursday. Don't want to talk about it too much because it's, uh, it's been talked about a lot, but Pittsburgh, Cleveland, eight seconds left in the game was the only thing to watch. And that was miles <laughs> Garrett getting arrested. Basically. I mean, he didn't get arrested. No, um, they, they, that was the conversation the next day was whether or not they'd push, uh, or yeah, I mean, there were definitely plenty of people that were saying that should be assault. Uh, I'm personally not of that belief, but I I understand the argument for sure. Yep. I'm I'm also in that minority that feels that Mason Rudolph should have to miss a game as well because he instigated a lot of that. You would be surprised. I've actually heard a lot of Steelers fans coming out and saying Rudolph should get like four or six game suspension. They might be biased because they hate their quarterback, but yeah, I, mean, I definitely think to be fair, I mean, what what the media I, outlets I listened to, they were saying it's hard to also suspend the victim, or he was widely the victim. Like a lot of the time, they just show the helmet hit; they don't show Rudolph essentially instigating it. You can say whether Miles Garrett initial tackle was late or gruesome or whatever, but Miles, I mean, or not Miles, Mason escalated it, and then Miles, obviously, what he did was indefensible. But yeah, Mason was trying to pull off his helmet first, and and he's just you know. A little punchable quarterback whereas miles garrett's a man um and he actually got his helmet off now i actually thought that the ripping of the helmet off of mason was more like egregious and hurtful than actually hitting him with the helmet really because if you watch his neck i was like holy gumby you're not supposed to bend like that i'll take it i guess i don't i don't recall specifically I don't, yeah but. it was it was an interesting game i mean cleveland won somehow um yeah no literally not a single person on the planet is talking about how cleveland got a win out of that right game, which uh, is, because it feels like a loss losing their best defensive player <laughs> right and they're what four and seven or something like that yeah so so that happened we'll move on how about the game of the week houston at baltimore supposedly it's supposed to be a really fun game to watch if you're a baltimore fan woof woof indeed yeah houston i mean they on paper, Baltimore should have won that game, but not like that, dude. 41-7, like, yikes. I don't, I don't have any, I didn't see the game personally, but just seeing the box score and just hearing all the conversation about it, I don't know. Did you catch any part of that game? Uh, no, because the Vikings are on and living in Minnesota means that every other channel is shut down until the Vikings game is over. Everyone. I couldn't even watch CNN. Well, I mean, what would you have watched on CNN? I think more entertaining. 12. <laughs> uh yeah okay so that happened houston gets blown out um chicago at rams josh i believe you added this one yeah no i mean chicago lost giggity um very boring game overall but chase daniel time a hot take came through for you it did um and i wouldn't be surprised if he started because matt nagy hates mitch Mitch Trubisky. trubisky has a hip injury yeah after seeing nagy essentially console his quarterback for a good couple minutes on the sideline and then so here's what you're going to tell people after the game mitch you have a hip injury but i feel fine coach you have a hip injury or you're gonna have a bullet to the dome which one do you want (laughs) is nagy like a mobster all of a sudden i mean have you seen the guy i guess i kind of get those vibes a little bit the scruff is just a little too scruffy he seems to be in black and white all the time even though it's a color world it's strange um so i will say trubisky deserves to be benched he has not been a good quarterback but at the same time i mean the camera was giving you a heavy dose of trubisky that dude was all puppy eyes and teary eye and it's like i mean he's a human too at the end of the day you felt bad the dude was obviously sad like he thought 
I get, we don't know what it's like uh, behind the doors, but Nagy, uh, or, like, or up to this point, Trubisky's always been like, oh, Nagy's the best. He's been through me, or he's been through me, Jesus. He's been Gross. with me through thick and thin. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Trubisky was obviously devastated. So anyone with empath- an empathetic bone in their body would have saw that and be like, oh, Trubisky. To quote, uh, to quote Mitch Trubisky, though, um, hell yeah, go Packers. That's exactly what Trubisky says. That's, I heard that's what his headstone will say as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also added Kansas City at the Los Angeles Chargers of Mexico. Um, Chargers lost. It was a lose-off in the first half, I swear. Nobody I, wanted to win that game. That's what I heard. I did not get to watch the game because I was occupied um, on Monday, but uh, I saw some highlights, and uh, it looks like the field was not great. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, the Chiefs did not deserve to win that game, and the Chiefs are not the team everyone thought they were entering the season for sure so i mean that's what led to my hot take of rivers will be done but yeah anyone who watched monday night it's just rivers what are you doing man so any other comments on that game josh nope all right now we're going to move on to preview week 12 josh we'll start with uh the vikings again get that one out of the way early vikings on a bye uh my two notes here are kirk cousins is destined to crush at least seven capri suns um and then also we hopefully get some guys healthy. Adam Thielen's been out for a little bit. Linval's missed the last couple games. Anthony Harris and Harrison Smith. Not a lot of people are talking about this injury, but Harrison Smith went out late in that Denver game. So that's why everyone knows J. Ron Curse's name now, if you didn't before, because we got a heavy dose of J. Ron Curse because our two starting safeties are up. So it was him and Sandehu holding down the Sandehu. Sandeho holding down the fort at the end. And then Josh Klein, right guard. We hope to get all those guys back for the Seattle game. But that's it. Josh, things to watch on the Minnesota bye week? Uh, the police scanner. I mean, I think I put the same thing for the Packers last week. Don't get arrested. Don't do something stupid because yeah. um, you got plenty of time to do that. Yeah. Well, uh, Zimmer's cleaned that up a lot, but the story of this team used to be that we did some dumb shit. So we'll see. So Green Bay, eight and two at San Fran, nine and one. Should be a good game. I think they should follow Arizona and Seattle game plans because Arizona has given them a hard time. Granted, both those teams are division games, so it's always going to be a little bit closer. But this is a big game. I feel like whoever wins this is likely to get that first round by in the playoffs, but it's, it's it's not a certainty. It just it feels like that's the kind of game that this is going to be um, advertised as. Um, for the, what, eighth week, ninth week in a row, stop the run, you, you turds. Um, it's a very solid run team despite their recent struggles. Uh, Tevin Coleman's healthy. Um, I don't know if Matt Breed is going to be healthy or not. Um, but he's it's definitely sti- questionable at the moment yeah but it's still going to be a a solid run team and then um block i mean for the love of god the last time you were on the west coast you couldn't block you couldn't block someone on twitter you're that bad <laughs> so just block that d-line because that's going to be the ones that give you the biggest fit even though they have a solid defense overall yeah i mean nick you you guys got a heavy dose of joey bosa not too long ago you got nick bosa coming up against you now uh, of course the Vi- any every single vikings fans not that they wouldn't cheer against the packers to begin with but most Vikings fans know that this team will not be successful without home postseason games. So we're cheering hard for San Fran in this one. That said, San Fran is really not equipped to win a shootout. So if the game comes less defensive, run the rock, control the clock, um, and becomes more of a let's just shoot it out. I mean, with the addition of Sanders, that helps San Fran a little bit, but obviously the Packers are favored by millions to win a shootout. So the San Fran definitely has to not let that happen if they want to win. Um, it is very rare, but I wrote down, if San Fran really wants to win this game, they're going to need to turn over um, the Packers, specifically Rodgers. They're going to need to get a pick, I think, um, or they could force a fumble on special teams or something. But getting a pick off Rodgers will, I think, throw him off his game just a little bit. The man is human. He doesn't throw picks very often at all. And, uh, you know, that that's what they're going to need. They're going to need turnovers. So Packers, if you want to win this game, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, but to try and be fair and objective, Packers, you're not going to run the rock super successfully against the... 49ers at least not to start if you come out with a run run pass mccarthy offense this game's not going to go your way if you want to come out with a more modern packer look you want to come out with a five wide empty tray rogers in the shotgun um so you're just getting the ball out quick to a guy in a slant guy in a flat guy in a stick whatever quick passes five wide that's how you're going to slow down the pack or the 49ers early and so that's how you're going to have some success i think and then you can run the ball later once you're a little more balanced but that's what I think about the game, Josh. you have any other comments on the big flex to Sunday night? It's going to be a huge game, huge playoff implications. Nope. He is nodding no. He said no. 
All right, Josh, what's tingling your jingle for uh, some other Week 12 matchups? There's no Vikings game, so there really should be no jingle in your tingle at all, but what else might? Um, Indy at Houston, playing for the division there. Um, Seattle at Philly, for some reason, Vegas has Philadelphia favored. Um, I, I mean, I agree with your notes there. Interesting. Um, Jacksonville at Tennessee. I mean, it's AFC South battle. Um, they might win the. They might actually win the AFC South. Tennessee might. Miami at Cleveland because who doesn't love Division Three football? And then the Bengals watch. Yeah, you put this in. I, I w- wasn't really sure what it meant, but Josh, please tell me what the Bengals watch is. As we know, the Bengals are atrocious. Could probably be beat by their own cheerleaders. Oh, they're not great. And there is an individual in Cincinnati, I believe, who stated when the team was like 0-4, 0-6, somewhere in there, he's not going to leave the rooftop of a bar because he he, bas- he works there. He's not going to leave it until they win a game. He spends 23 hours up on top of that roof. So I don't know what he does for work, but he spends 23 hours up on top of that roof a day, allotting an hour of his time to use the restroom or for restroom breaks, um, showering, getting ready, that sort of thing. But he lives in a tent with a TV, a bed, and a small table. I never knew about this until just now. I assume you learned about that through Reddit or what? Through K-Fan. K-Fan. They were talking about how big of an idiot he is. That was a it's a bad take to take and then be stuck on that roof 23 hours a day. Yep. No, I mean, people would have said, oh, yeah, it's great if it's for charity, but it's not. This guy is literally <laughs> just sitting on a roof for 23 hours a day. He's just a lunatic. I mean, he's getting some attention, and he got us some no some nobodies from Minnesota to talk about him, so maybe that's what he wants in the end, but, I mean, that's rough. I'm going to go home, and I'm going to have to Google Cincinnati Bengal rooftop, and I'm going to have to learn more about this guy because this guy seems, as Ricky would say, detarded josh any other things tingling your jingle for week 12 opacus opacus all right josh it's time for locks and upsets and i have to write something down and i have to play a little ditty so now that i've written it down oh my god there it is gonna keep it nice and quiet so don't blow up people's ears this week and it's just getting progressively louder there we go all right kyle Remains on top of the locks and upsets leaderboard. He now- yeah! Are you cheering for Kyle? I'm just cheering. Nice. All right. So he increased his lead over Jalen to three. Kyle is 28. Jalen 25. T within five of the lead at 23. Brad at 22. Brian 21. Tied at the Kita at 21. It drops off from there. Jesse, Jordan, and Walters and Josh, excuse me, are at 19. Looks like Josh might have erased my oh no, I erased my own name. Jesus, by pressing the one key one too many times. Um, I'm at 18, Derek's at 18, and then Eric's and Aaron are down there at the very bottom. Josh, you think you got any shot at this point? I'm pretty sure I asked you the exact same question last week, but t- double upsets are open. Reckless abandon at this point, or what? Reckless abandon. Dude, 18. I have not hit an upset in the last five weeks. Six weeks? Five weeks? Six weeks. I don't know. Yep, no, I would have been right there with you if Washington beat New York, but Washington's Washington. Um, this week, I've got two upsets, Jacksonville over Tennessee, as well as Seattle over Philly. Yeah, I'm just, I think we're going to see a lot, until, unless those odds change, I think we're going to see a lot of people with Seattle over Philly there. Um, I can't play my sound anymore because I don't have a lock of the week, but I'm still going to play it anyways because I'm a cheater. Um, my, I also have silly Seattle over Philly, but I'm taking Indy over Houston. God. Damn it. Not going to replay it that time because I'm stupid. But I also went with the double upset. That's my only chance. Eric's, we got all our weekly contributors in on time this week. Eric's has Green Bay over San Fran and then Dallas over New England. Um, Nikita has New Orleans over Carolina and Seattle over Philly. Josh, I'm realizing I'm talking a lot, so maybe you take the next two there. Walters has New Orleans over Carr, Alina. And then his upset is Green Bay over San Fran. Great. And then Aaron, <laughs> the curse in last place, has Green Bay over San Fran as his one upset. And then the other is Seattle over Philly. So, yay. So is the writing on the wall here for Green Bay over San Fran. It's already been picked three times by three not-so-great locks and upsets teams, Josh. Yeah. Do we have that much power on this board to control Probably. games? Um, the last one we have is Brian with New Orleans over Carolina and then Seattle over Philly as well. Yep, so Brian's sticking true. He's right there in the race. He's staying with one lock and one upset. 
I didn't call him a coward, but I did call him out. I was like, Bri, you're really not gonna not gonna just go with two, two, uh, two there? So uh two upsets. But Brian likes his chances. He didn't respond when I said that, so YOLO swag, four twenty, blaze. blaze. Um okay. Week twelve. Week twelve. It's the week twelve fantasy fun time. Josh, it is fantasy fun time. Josh, why don't you lead us off with the fantasy fun time? It is time for the grain of salt. Brought to you by Bradley Knopp. Thanks, Brad. I went four and one this week. Getting a win in all my leagues that matter because ours does not. Screw you, Hidden Oaks. I'm out of here. That's my fifth straight loss in a row in that league. Yeah, it's not been great for you in that league specifically. Um, I went three and five, so another not great week for me, but still pretty extremely average. Um, three and five on the week. I am overall 46 and 42 in all of my leagues. So when you're hearing me talk fantasy advice in just a second, Remember that. I'm average. Josh, hit us with those top performers of the week. As everyone expected, Josh Allen, 33.8. Lamar Jackson, 33.5. And Dick Prescott, 31.6. For running backs, we've got Chris McCaffrey with 30. Mark Ingram with 23.5. And Alvin Kamara with 22. Wide receivers, as always, John Brown with 34.7. DJ Chark with 30.4. And Calvin Ridley with 28. Tight ends, we had Kelsey leading the charge at 22. Thankfully, I had I was not playing against him. Just kidding, I was. Uh, Griffin, 22, and then Zach Hertz with 18 and a half. You have an absolutely breathtaking Heine. I don't want to say I'm full of regret here, but that John Brown character was the original way I got to be named Eastbound and Brown. And now look at him. Yeah, there was a stat that came out on Sleeper that he's like uh, third in the league in... Uh, um, like catches or targets per game since like week four or five. Yeah, he's got a high target yeah, share for high sure. High target share, which is probably right around when I cut him on week four, or week five, something like that. Yep. Good job. Fuck me. It's okay. I've got another brown, so I can still keep the team name. But Jesus, Josh, want to do some studs and duds? Want to hold hands no, in a merry way? How about you go? Okay, studs and duds. Last week I had Darren Fells. He was not a stud anyway. Only projected seven points. Didn't even crack three. Negative four. I got Christian Kirk. Barely a dud. Projected 12. Got 10. I was negative two on the week. I had Hunter Renfro as my stud, who was projected 8.4. He got 11.6 for positive three and some change. Cooper Cup was my dud because my original dud was... Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard, who didn't play. Um... Cooper Cup was projected 15.3. He was still a dud. He got me a net of seven. So I finished with an overall of 10.2. Way to go, Josh. Wee-oo. Eric's had Roheem Mustard as his stud. And uh, nope, he barely got half his projection. Projected eight. Didn't even crack five. Jarvis Landry projected as the dud. Was projected 12. Got 14. Eric's overall in the week. Negative 5.2. Try again, Latvia. Wifey McWife face had Lamar Jackson as her, her stud. Uh, he was projected 24. Got him, or she, he got her nine and a half point differential because he was a stud. David Johnson, woof, was projected 9.9, and he did play, but he got zero. I know. What is going on with that dude? So, man? Nikita, good job. Week high, 19.4. Love you. First place on the week for sure. Second place on the week, bit of a shock. Mr. Walters. I don't have a podcast anymore. Um, he had Debo Samuel as a stud. Projected 10, got 21, netted 11 there. Leonard Fournette as the dud, projected 18, only got 12. Walters, second place of the week, 17.1 in the black. Good for you, Walters. Brian had Irv Smith Jr. as his stud, who was projected 4. He got 11 for positive 7. And then Royce Freeman as a dud, projected 10, ended up getting 5.5. So Brian coming in in third this week with 11 and a half points. That's true. I do. We haven't talked about it, I think, the last two weeks. So let's go quick over to the leaderboard. Nikita dethroned me. Nikita's in first place of the core five. She's got 25 on the year. I've got 13.9. Josh, you're third with 7.8. Walters is negative 4.7. Eric's negative 21.4. Those are the core five. I've done it every single week. 
And the other board with everyone, Brian is now up top. He's got 51.6. Um, he dethroned Hammer, who has 43.4. So Hammer, I know you haven't contributed a little bit, but you're not in first place anymore. So if you had any incentive to play again now, this would be it. You're no longer number one. Brian is. Um, and then it goes Nikita, me, Josh, Walters, Brad down there in third to last, Jamie second to last, Eric's woof, dead last out of everybody who's ever played ever, the end, amen. Josh, what do you got this week? Your name's first. Oh, do I have to go first every single time? Well, your name's first. All right, I got Mr. Alan Lazard taking- Alien a- Lizard, pronounce it right. I got Mr. Alien Lizard, a Green Bay Packer, making his way into my stud list is gross, but he's only projected 6.6, so if that dude gets a touchdown or has like one big catch and a broken play, he's got that done. So I like him as a stud this week. Todd Gurley as my dud. Um, the matchup is Baltimore. I know Todd Gurley's been playing kind of like as a wide receiver this year, but I still don't like the matchup. Baltimore just killed Houston. The Rams have been shaky at best this year. I got Todd Gurley as a dud this week. I have Kareem Hunt as my stud, projected 12.7. He has actually, he's tied for target lead on passing plays on that team with 17 over the last two, three weeks, two weeks that he's been back. It's a really good stud pick and a full PPR. Oh, yeah. Um, And then Devonta Adams is my dud. I feel like they're going to get the ball to the guys who aren't going to be triple covered. He's projected 17.1. That definitely could happen. Uh, We got Eric's coming in with the juice. As his stud, Darius Geis, projected 8.8. I forget exactly what the matchup is, but I know it's a favorable one. He's got OBJ as the dud, projected 13.4. Browns just suck. So I think they're... Are the Browns playing Miami this week? Yes. That's right. And uh, OBJ as a dud, that's a testament to how bad the Browns really are. Josh, let's hear about your wife. Well, she has Elvin Kamara as a stud, which he is. He's projected 21 points. She's pro- she's banking on him going above and beyond that, and, and I can't disagree with her. Her dud for this week is either Juju Smith-Schuster, if he plays, who is projected 11.2, or Ezekiel Elliott, who is projected 16.3. Yeah, that whole Steelers team is doing it without all their stars. So. Can you believe Juju was like a first-round draft pick in a lot of leagues, too? Yeah, I mean, the dude, I mean, so was James Conner. We're borderline, you know, early second, and... uh uh, team has plenty of wins but the can i believe juju being a first round pick and being this bad i went to see him coming i didn't draft right. him anywhere but ugh, it's been a gross situation for them uh anyways moving on to walters he's got dj turk as his stud 16.2 pretty high projection for a stud but um he, he was getting the ball early and often with Foles back in the lineup and Zeke as his dud, projected 16.3, just like your wife's backup. The matchup against the Patriots is not a good one. He could definitely be a big dud this week. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and guess that uh, Brian means Jamal Williams, not Jonathan Williams. Well, it's, it's Jonathan Williams. From, from where? He is a running back for the Indianapolis Colts because oh. Marlon Mack is injured. Oh, so Jonathan Williams projected 6.8. He exists. And then <laughs> he does uh, exist. his dud pick, Nick Chubb, safe dud pick there, 19.3. I think with Kareem Hunt taking over some plays and then playing Miami, it's very possible we see a Kareem Hunt show. Yeah, it's, I definitely like that take. Nick Chubb's stock isn't plummeting per se, but it's definitely going down to RB2 flex um, position at this point. Not He's no longer a stud stud. Lastly, Jamie's back in the fold. She gave us a stud this week. Baker Mayfield projected 15.6. She doesn't like Jeff Driscoll with all those dirty Driscoll boys. Causing no harm. Uh, Jeff Driscoll of the Lions is projected 16.9. That's Jamie's dud. So we will see how they do. But Jamie, welcome back to the studs and dud segment. Tell your husband to get his ass back in here so Brian doesn't sit up top the leaderboard forever and ever. So we have two Browns as studs and two Browns as duds. Let's see if they all pan out. I I got my money that says they're all duds this week. Yeah, it's the Browns. <laughs> all right, Josh. Sounder. Oh my God, I wasn't even ready, Josh. You're you're so you're so on things today. It's true that every man has his price. And it's also oh, true oh. that money won. What we have here is a complete <laughs> lack of respect for the law. It's true that every man has his price, and it's also true. That money won is a lot sweeter than money earned. Now he's a philosophizer. There you go. Didn't fuck it up the second time. Side bet winner. 30, flirty, and thriving. Jamie with Chris McCaffrey, who got 30.1 points. Congrats, Jamie. You are the wiener. 
Got five bucks. Uh, there's only two side bets left. In the history of the side bets, only two years, I have not won a single one yet. Looks like it's going to happen again. Congrats. You're congratulating me on not winning money? That's a dick move. I hate you. Go. Go away. <laughs> and he leaves. Um, so, yeah, the side bet. So, Brian has not won one either, so I guess I wouldn't be the only one. I'd be the only one to play both years of the side bets and not win one. So, I'm not going to say I'm salty, but somehow, some way, the system seems to be against me in that. Uh, brief walkthrough of all the games, Josh. And we mean brief. We could probably crack through this whole thing in two minutes if we wanted. Uh, mine's on the top of my list, so I'm going to go with me. We got Garrett did not do enough this week i beat him 119 to 76 kirk cousins led my charge ezekiel elliott with 20 and then george kittle's backup 17.4 thank you george kittle's backup for getting two touchdowns on the week i beat garrett josh you ready you want me to do another one keep going all right jamie and definitely what america's game of the week this would have been flexed to sunday night football in the blink of an eye jamie kills willie 121.6 to 72.7 jamie was led of course by christian mccaffrey then dj moore patrick mahomes a distant third in her um thrashing with only a pedestrian 15.5 willie could not get anything right this week dalvin cook only got 16 Le'Veon bell only got 17 patriots defense only got 12 willie you have all the points you'd ever want in the league we got thrashed this week sucks to suck josh you ready yep maybe yeah so next we have my matchup with my wife who beats me all the time in fantasy um she scored 140.7 to my 121.7 she had Dak prescott with 31 um keenan allen with 28 calvin ridley with or keenan allen with 21 calvin ridley with 28 travis kelsey with 22 um i had lamar jackson with 33 Cortland sunton with 19 and mark andrews with 17 and a half and the new orleans defense with 17 i suck I mean, you put up pretty. You would have beaten like nine or eight teams this week. You just happened to play a really high score, but you lost. Next matchup, surprisingly close considering Nate did not have a full lineup. Jesse squeaks one past Nate, one eleven point six to one eleven point three. Jesse carried by DJ Chark at thirty points, and then um, Mark Ingram with twenty three. Nate's highest scorer was Kyler Murray with twenty six, and then Michael Gallup with twenty three point eight. But Nate does not get it done against Jesse. He somehow squeaks by with another one. Robin versus Hammer. Hammer sweeps out a win with 132.6 to Robin's 104, just barely beating her. Um, Robin didn't set a full lineup either and left Jordan Howard in. Um, her top player, Todd Gurley with 20, Ryan Cobb with 21, and Debo Samuel with 21. Big Waller brand, aka Hammer, had Josh Allen with 34, Alvin Kamara with 22, and Hunter Henry with 15. Next, we have Big League taking on Bradley. Tyler was carried by Austin Eckler, 21.2. Jameson Crowd with 18.6. And Kyle Rudolph, 17.7. Was it enough to beat Bradley? Yes, it was, very handily. Bradley only had 87.4. Michael Thomas with 25. Tariq Cohn with 18. But the rest of Bradley's team sucked the donkey. T beats Brad handedly. Brian wins another one, beating Derek. 110.2 to 77.7. Brian's top performers were John Brown and Devontae Parker. Nobody else really scored for him. Um, John Brown put up 35, and Devontae Parker put up 20.5. Yeah, Brian wanted me to bring up, he just sent in a text message. He was like, do you think in the history of this league, has anyone ever won with a combined 10 points from their quarterbacks and running backs? So out of those three people, I, I didn't fact check it, but he said those three people got him 10 points combined. Do you think anyone else has ever won like that before in this league, Josh? I'm sure. Yeah, I said in full PPR, it's probably happened, but we don't have that kind of history to go check. So, Brian, you upset Derek. I did, Well, you didn't upset Derek. You're the better team, but I thought Derek was going to make it to the playoffs for sure. Um, la oh, never mind. You already talked about you and your wife. So, Josh, that's all the matchups. We yeah. Week 12 preview. Whoa. Side bet. Go whoa. long. Quarterback with the whoa, longest whoa, pass. Whoa. Josh, whoa. there were two more bullets there. You can't just toss wrenches into my plan to move past bits you want to do. I mean, it just did. All, All right. right, so prediction outcomes we don't talk about very often. Josh, you got four games last week. I got five last week. And Josh, what? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Nathan Nielsen. 
has officially been eliminated from playoff contention. Nathan Nielsen, a.k.a. Gold Team Rules, you will not be making the playoffs this year. You will not get a trophy. You will not get $350 cash money. Nathan, you will be missed. That was a little worth it, right? I mean, come on. It was. Are you going to do it two more times for the other teams that are eliminated from the playoffs? I mean, they're not technically eliminated yet. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. They both of them have four wins, and the people in sixth and or the people in seventh and eighth have five wins. Yeah, but with matchups playing each other, I looked it up. Okay, we'll play it again. No, I'm just kidding. Go for it. Um, I won't play it again. They're not officially eliminated just yet. Go for it. Nope, nope we're fine. I'm done. Let's preview week 12. Oh, week 12. Side bet. Go long. Quarterback with the longest pass. First matchup, we've got Brian, who is officially locked into the playoffs. Seven and four against me. Five and six. Brian just seemingly can't be stopped. Josh has to stop the bleeding now or it's over. Technically not true either. Well, I mean, that again, but I mean, you're, you've had a five loss streak. So, I mean, it's not your oh, I'm, I'm going to go into the playoffs with a seven loss streak. <laughs> That's that is impossible. Yep. Um, so, I mean, do you don't want to talk about your matchup at all? Oh, I was just reading the notes. I'm not going to pull my matchup up. That just takes time. I'm <laughs> going to win. Truthiness. <laughs> Josh, we're two weeks before the playoffs. So you're going to start phoning it in now. I'm going to win truthiness. Oh, my God. All right. Well, Brian I'm, has a lot of players on by. T.Y. Hilton might not play. And I'm going to win truthiness. Okay. Well, I am going to pull up the matchup. Currently, Josh is projected to win 126.9 to Brian's 91.9. Brian has the advantage in only one player, and that's DeAndre Hopkins over Devonta Adams, which is questionable because DeAndre Hopkins has been pretty shaky this year. Devonta Adams, of course, also missed plenty of time. So they're both kind of questionable as wide receiver ones. Um, Brian only has one person on by, and that's Irv Smith Jr. Um, but, I mean, Brian is currently projected to lose by 35 Josh's team is pretty stacked, although we said Nick Chubb's not going to have a great week. Sony Michelle, you never know. Devonta Adams, you have as a dud. Cooper Cup against Baltimore is questionable if he's covered by uh, who the hell's over there. Marcus Peters is over there now. Mark Andrews should be a stud this week. Cortland Sutton was a stud last week. Should be a stud again. Saints defense is great. Josh Lambeau is pretty good. Yeah, I got to go with Josh in this one for sure. Yeah. I can't pick against Josh with the, with those parameters. So, next matchup, we've got Jesse, 7-4, versus Jamie, 9-2. This sibling showdown. Jesse going to steal a win or what? Jamie has a huge win last week, cementing her position in first. Although, that, it's not technically cemented. That's correct. Um, that, is, that is correct. So, will Jamie win this week? I, mean, I was just saying she cemented her position up top. I didn't say she was the one seed, but... I mean, Jesse's just such a... I honestly don't know. Currently, Jesse's projected to win 113.5 to 112.7 out of Jamie. Jamie, of course, in first place. Jamie only has the advantage in two players. Christian McCaffrey very likely to outdo his projection like he does every week. Jesse's got Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers will decide this match. If Aaron Rodgers has a 30-point game, Jesse wins. If Aaron Rodgers has a five-point game, Jamie wins. So... I gotta go Jamie on this one. You gotta go record. You gotta go nine and two, right? I went Jesse. Ooh, a little dissension in the ranks. I like it. All right, so those are, that's the uh, there's some implications there. I mean, they're both in the playoffs, but seeding matters, folks. Next matchup, we got Willie facing Robin. So Robin is pretty much out of it, not officially. Willie's 7-4. and four. Um, Robin plays Jamie next week, so she should be done. Willie plays T next week. Hooper's a big loss for Willie. Dalvin's on a bye, though, and uh, Tevin Coleman has been sleeping. Can Robin steal one from the reigning probably champ or the almost reigning champ? She is currently projected to win 95-point war to Willie's 94.8. Willie is, of course, currently missing a tight end and a kicker, so once his lineup is all set, he'll be favored to win. Ooh, I want to pick an upset here so bad, but I would feel stupid to not go with Willie. No, it's Robin's matchups. Todd Gurley, no. Derek Henry, mm, Juju, Alshon, no. Yeah, I got to go Willie on this one. For I want sure. Willie as well. 
<sighs> Gar with a bye week for Nate. Gar seven and four to Nate's two and nine. Yeah, I mean, currently um, I'm projected to win 115 to Nate's 104. Nate does have a full lineup now. He didn't when I had previously checked it. So, Nate, good on you for getting a QB in there. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to take myself in this one. Nate's team is definitely capable of winning. I just don't think he will this week. Joe Mixon's been bad. Saquon is banged up playing Chicago. Roby Anderson's a question mark. Um, Tyler Boyd. Joe Mixon's had back-to-back-to-back weeks of 17 points. He's been questionable all year, though. So in the grander scheme, I agree um, with myself. But you're not wrong about Joe Mixon recently. Tyler Boyd. Is Tyler Boyd in questionable? Am I right about that one? All right. And his kicker is questionable. So we will see. Um, I'm taking myself in this one, though, Josh. You want to take me or Nate? I'm going to go with Nate with the upset. Ooh, dog. Just to be spicy. Ooh, that dog of mine. All right, Josh. Next one. we got AJ playing T. This matchup actually does have a lot of implications because we haven't really talked about the standings. I don't think we'll do a deep dive into them. I know I saw the sheet you did up, but T could very easily slide out of the playoffs. He is not there in points for the only thing that has him in right now is his record. So if T loses his next two matchups, which he's playing AJ this week, who's very hot right now, then he plays Willie next week. Look for T to fall out of the playoffs. Anyways, this matchup, um, Hammer's currently projected to win by, what is that? 35? team that doesn't have a complete one complete lineup yet but aj's team is just too stacked he's too hot both him and i have the highest win streaks in the league if only three which isn't that impressive but there's no way i'm picking against hammer the hot hand i'm thinking t falls out of the playoffs. so to do that he's got to lose this week i'm taking aj josh who do you got in this matchup aj sorry t ripperoni to t Josh, who we got next? Garrett, five and six at Derek's four and seven. Garrett just needs to die, according to Garlic. That was my note. Uh, his team. Garrett, um, currently projected to win by just a small margin, despite Derek having Tyreek Hill, who's on a bye still in his lineup. Right. So I still think, I'm thinking that Derek will take that eighth spot while T falls out. So I'm going to take Derek for sure this week. He's got Drew Brees, Philip Lindsay. Odell, no, I'm not going to say Odell's the reason. Jared Cook's been okay. Greg Zerline, great kicker this year. Um, I'm taking Derek in this one. Not It won't be an upset by the time lineups are set, but who do you want in this one? Do you want Garrett or do you want Derek? I took Derek. I see that now. I hadn't scrolled to the right. All right, Josh, final matchup. Who we got? Brad versus Nikita. Brad's four and seven. Nikita, you're five and six. Brad's on a three-game skid. Um, Nikita needs this one after turning the ship around last week against uh, her husband. I think Nikita is going to take it. Truthiness. Do you think Bradley sets a full lineup this week? That might be the hottest storyline going into the game. Yes, but I think he sets it full of players on a bye. Okay, because Bradley is currently missing three players. So Nikita's only favored by eight right now, and Brad's missing three people. I mean, one of them's a kicker, one of them's a defense. So there's still some points. Um, Nikita, Dak Prescott has a terrible matchup this week. Um, Latavius Murray could be good against Carolina. Jalen Samuels, uh, I don't like her running backs. Calvin Ridley should be a stud this week. I'm, I'm, I'm up on Calvin Ridley. Cole Beasley is okay. Jacob Hollister's not bad. Deontay Johnson, I don't think he's going to play. Oh, she got Hollister? I was wondering who got that white scrappy dude. He's such a gym rat. <laughs> such a gym rat. Real scrappy guy. Yeah. Um, and then Brad, I mean, Bradley doesn't have a full lineup. Michael Thomas is, could, of course, carry Bradley's team. I'm going to take Brad in this one. I don't want to take Bradley. I want Nikita to be in the playoff. She's currently in that ninth spot. But I'm taking Brad just because I think with a full lineup, he can get he can easily be carried yeah he can be carried by michael thomas and kareem hunt this week nikita i'm hoping you win but here my brain is telling me bradley will win because fuckery happens sometimes down the stretch i I mean i think i like kelvin ridley's matchup after coming off that hot week last week kelvin ridley's gonna be huge this week for sure dak prescott's probably the questionable one in my mind um latavius murray i mean he's been doing he's been getting some work in i mean even with kamara it's just because they were kind of establishing his role early on carolina's kind of struggling so we'll see what they do there jalen samuels i don't know if james connor is going to play or not but if he even if he does you'd think that they're going to ease him back into it so he might actually have a solid output um deontay johnson at cincinnati it's cincinnati um 
but yeah, I mean, she's just her benches by 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 in sync. There's some back. Bye. Sh- oh no, is that in sync or back? That's in sync. I I don't know. I was never a boy band guy. Okay, but yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think that she, I think that she might have the advantage uh, just based on low. Pro- I, I mean, I don't even see what um, Hollister's projected, but I'm sure he's going to score five hundred thousand points. He's projected eight currently, so that'd be a catch for ten yards and a touchdown. Yep, that'd be one play. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm taking Bradley, assuming he sets his lineup full. Currently missing three players, so definitely could not happen. But assuming Brad sets his lineup, I'm taking Brad this week. Josh, I know I don't know if you want to bring it up or not now, um, but I did see that you pull up. You did like a little playoff probability thing. Did you want to talk about that or no? Yeah. Did you actually see the chart? I saw the chart. I didn't like read it, but I saw that you made it or got it made. Yeah. So I got it made on the same site that we got for Victoria's Secret, okay. um, as well as a couple other ones. And the reason that I had put as those three teams as being out of the race is because they have them as. Um, as Derek, Robin, and Nate as zero percent chance to make it, based on points for, and just their general record. Because Nate's obviously out. Robin and Derek, I believe, are tied. And if they win both their games, and somebody who's in it right now loses both their games, it's just it's just the points for thing. Right. So I'm thinking that you know if they outscore those people by a ton, then it's possible. Sure. Otherwise, we have five teams that are officially locked in according to this, and that is Brian, Jesse garlic willie and jamie the other ones that are fighting for a spot in order of percentage according to this site we have nikita who is sitting at 75 percent chance myself sitting at 71 hammer sitting at 61 t 51 garrett 37 bradley two not looking good for Brad out there at two percent. Yep, and I mean it has a breakdown by the overall positions. So, like Nikita could still technically get the fifth seed if things fall her way. Right, for sure. Um, T for some reason could still get the third seed if things fall his way. His his points for are so low, which I don't. I mean, if he has a couple great weeks, yes, he could. You're not. It's not wrong, I guess. But yep, and so I don't. I just it just broke it down. Um, differently i was trying to find one that went on matchups but you have to pay money for it because then it gives you the scenarios in which you could actually um make the playoffs so it tells you which teams need to win by how much and that sort of thing but it costs 250 to do and i didn't want to spend money i was i was literally just gonna say out loud if it was like two bucks or something i would probably would have done it but i wish i would have known because i would have paid two bucks for it and i'm unemployed um but i mean it's at this point it's a wash because we'll know all the scenarios next week when there's one game left but that would have been cool to see but this is cool as well i i'm interested in how they have i because I, I definitely think Derek could make it like things could fall that way but i guess i haven't paid super close attention to the matchup well, so we'll see we can go back to this chart who does Derek play next week he plays nate nate and this week he plays garrett right garrett's technically not in the playoffs yet either i don't know yeah i'd have to look into it a little bit more I mean, yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to, this machine is probably much smarter than I'll ever be. Um, and maybe I'm just like holding on to my take of Derek's going to make it here at the end. Um, even though it, when it's factually impossible, I don't know. We'll see how the cards fall. We'll have a much clearer picture next week. Josh, I know um, you like to do the breakdown of all the different playoff scenarios. I don't know if you'll do that next week or not, but it's an exciting time in fantasy for sure. I think it's because Garrett and I play each other next week. So if Garrett loses to Derek, they'd be five and seven but then garrett if he beats me he would be he would and and Derek beats um nate garrett would have the points four over Derek in that situation gotcha then. i don't know i'm just trying to think about it but yeah i've talked too long it's been over an hour how long over an hour has it been josh two and a half minutes you were very three and a half minutes you were very close and we're i did in central time isn't that an eastern time <laughs> it's only a minute off for a time sense well, Back to the Future 3 and a half. Yeah, you got me. 1885 minutes. right here, folks. Um, no, I saw if we if we went to done this board, we could have got under an hour just barely, but I think this is really cool, so I didn't want to cut you off. All right, yeah, not a problem. I wanted to share it. Right. Um, so, Josh, do you – all right. Fine, so, we're in the outro now. Final words. Are you going to make the Hidden Oaks playoffs this year? What does your what does your playoff hopes look like in this league, in, to your op- opinion? No. 
Do you have I'm on that than- Super Bowl slide right now. Yeah, you're yep. gonna follow the trend of the the reigning champ doesn't make the playoffs that we seem to do a lot around here. I think we've done it almost. We've for sure done it in the dynasty league. I don't know about the redraft yeah. league. Yeah. So, uh, gross. I mean, there's eight teams this year, so you definitely have plenty of chance. Who knows if we'll have eight playoff spots next year? It depends on how many teams we have. Um, I think I'll make it. What are, what are your other leagues looking like, Josh? You gonna make the playoffs in the rest of your leagues? I know you can talk about it next week too. But how's she looking? She's looking f- decent. Five leagues, four out of five, five out of five in the playoffs. Uh, I'm thinking at least three out of five, probably four out of five. This one being the shakiest of them all. Okay, because I'm right now. I'm pretty sure I'm out of it in two. So I'm thinking I'm going to be six and eight. Could be five and three. We'll see. As far as championships go, I really only like one of my teams to win the ship and it would not be for very much money. So I'm probably going to end up losing money this year, but we will see. I saw you inquisitively pulling out your phone. Is there anything? Do you want me to vamp here while, you, while you're while you looking at that? I can play another no. ad. No, Are you sure? good. All right. Well, because this would be the end then. Nikita, thank you for having me in your home. Josh, thank you for having me in your home. Ryan Walters, rip to your pod, but thank you for listening. Maybe we'll get you on here. Eric's, Eric, Jamie, Levi, Zatch, Brian, Hammer, Brad, Jesse, Jordan, Kyle. We love you so much. Thank you for listening. We, we would probably still do this out without you because it's kind of a cool hobby to have, but obviously the fan interaction is greatly appreciated. HeadnoaksOverdose at gmail.com. Speaking of that interaction, Facebook.com slash HoodPod. I'm not advertising the phone number anymore because the quality is so shit. And Anchor has good voice quality, but I don't like their app. And the podcast won't update on there if we did it the way we just did it. So I don't know. Maybe we'll figure something else out for voicemail. Who knows? Anyways, Josh, do you have any other words before we send the folks to sleep? Nope. Bye, everybody. Bye, Nikita. Love you. I have to go rip this. Rip it up, man. You ripped that piss. Walters, I know you're still listening. Rip to the pod, man. We love you very much. We don't really take guests very often, but maybe you'll have me on. Sorry, our ratings were so good. We had to shut you down. <laughs> our ratings were so good. Thank you.